seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have me, Sacred Stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother... Welcome, friends, to episode 104 of Color of Magic, your magic and gaming podcast where we talk about all types of things affecting people at and away from their computers and gaming tables. I am your host, Daquan Watson, and man, do I have some stuff to talk about this week with my main (laughs) man, Brian Allen, that's been here for all 104 episodes. What's up, dude? It is time for the area grievances. (laughs) What are those weeks? It it might be. It might be. It's It's been a weird, weird couple of weeks. Okay, first off, let me say I'm apologizing for this coming out uh, a day late and maybe a little some because Brian's had technical microphone issues and I didn't have internet for like 10 hours yesterday because, I don't know, Comcast blew up in the area. I don't know. But they couldn't get it turned back on, so we weren't able to record at a normal day. So I'm going to apologize for that up front. You don't understand how much you rely on internet till you don't have it. Oh, I know. <laughs> well, like my, my kids especially will be like, you know, we're doing all these projects. Like, man, this is hard. Then I have turned into, you know, typical parent. You think it's hard to do a research project now. You can just go Google, you know, who Abraham Lincoln was and, and what they you know, what they did for the country. We had me and Decon had to go out and get the Encyclopedia Britannica, man. Dude, that was the one thing, randomly you mentioned that, that was one of the few things my family actually splurged on. Like at one point, because when my when my dad actually had a job and was making decent money, they bought one of those encyclopedia things. Like one of the, like, you had the encyclopedias and there were some type of like <clears throat> compendiums or something that went with them, I don't remember. Oh, they got the fancy stuff. Yeah, but it was, it was wild that we actually had those at home, which is weird because as I go, because I think we got them when I was like, nine or ten maybe but then by the time i was in high school a big chunk of that crap was outdated but yeah that's the bad part about you know encyclopedias textbooks that of course you know we, we, it's hard to replace them but yeah i think that was my like family trying to like do something to educate us and make resources available so we we had encyclopedia britannica actually at the house had, I, and I guess it worked because we both had those and look at us we're we're smart people <laughs> There you go. So maybe there's something to that. I don't know, man. But yeah, it, I do remember having those. And they always came in like royal colors. They were always like oh, yeah. weird blues or greens or whatever. They were they were never just like the book on the shelf. You know, and they all had like heck, it, it was one of the most expensive things in your house. Cause even if you did like the hey, we pay every month, you know, and you Oh yeah, probably, and, probably like paying off a car after a while, and then like you said, by the time you finish paying for it, so much of that stuff is like, well, not the history, obviously, but a lot of stuff like, yeah, this doesn't work that way anymore. Yeah, stuff that had to do with like medicine or technology yeah. and that stuff, like yeah, that stuff was definitely outdated, you know, ten years down the road or whatever. But yeah, interesting, just funny that that was the thing you mentioned that, and I was like, dude, <laughs> that's a funny memory. Pluto stopped being a planet, just all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, exactly. Is it a planet again? Because it seems like they're going back and forth. I think for a it while. might be again, honestly. Yeah, I think it I think, I think it was reclassified. Uh, but yeah, before we get into all this, I want to say if you want to support the show, hop over to patreon.com slash color of magic. Because you can go over, help us keep the lights on, pay for our pets and our kids, 
and really shows us support and love. And actually, tomorrow, I w- or yeah, tomorrow after this, I'm trying to figure out days now that we're recording on a <laughs> right. different day. But uh, but I will say before the weekend, I will be updating the levels so y'all may see a change. But with that, we're going to be doing a lot more giveaways for our supporters on Patreon. And the higher you support, the more things you will be eligible for. So I will get all that written up and out to everybody, hopefully uh, by the end of Saturday and should have notifications going out by Monday. So we're going to get that fixed up. But I do want to say thank you to one of our newest patrons, Scott Ware. So thank you for coming on board and supporting the show. Who's one of our new peeps? Are we gonna, does peeps work? Can we try peeps? I was gonna say Scotty too hotty. We both watched <laughs> So yeah, thanks so much for that. Also, want to give some love to Card Sphere. They are a wonderful site that supports so many magic and content creators, and they're just all around good people. Also, right. minority owned. I by the way, yeah, this is Hispanic Heritage Month. So definitely shout out. Yep. So if you want to. Check that out. Check out some of Brian's articles over on Cardsphere. They got that going on. And I can tell you, I've been sending out a bunch of stuff through their system. I sent uh, in the last two weeks combined, I think I sent like 60 packages out from people who wanted some of my cards or whatever. Some good money coming back, by the way. And the transactions have all been very good. I've only had one thing get damaged in the mail, so not Cardsphere's fault. Uh, But they actually helped handle the dispute. Get it back. The card's coming back to me. I'll probably have in a couple days and we'll refund the money back to the person. Like, nice and easy. So yeah, FBI is gonna start monitoring you sending out the all those packages. Good probably, Lord. probably. I know, but hey. I know people with whole home businesses that don't send out that many packages. In a hey, month. dude, I I've had cards piling up, so I finally got around to where I can send some some in bulk when I had a little bit of time. Plus, you know, internet being down, I got to do something. Yep. But yeah, so really good stuff. Check out check them out over at cardsphere.com. And then finally, if you want to get some stuff, some sleeves. Not sleeves, play mats. There you go, wrong items. If you want to get some play mats and get some tokens with our lovely likenesses on them, go check us out at colorofmtg.com slash shop and get a little something for yourself. Doesn't matter where you are in the world, we can ship it to you and we have free shipping and bulk discounts. So check that out. Now, time for us to get into some stuff today. And this, this one's a little tough because like, Part of me wants to just be like, bah, how did this happen? <laughs> but the other part of me is like, ah, I get it, but it still sucks. But for those of you who don't know, Wizards of the Coast, well, I will say the Wizards of the Coast accounts, uh, that's putting out all the information for Worlds and whatnot, which is going starting tomorrow, I believe, or today, at the time of this recording. But they mixed up two of the Japanese players. Which is a bad look, because that's basically yeah. like they all look the same kind of thing. Exactly. You know, like you you can't you can't do that. Especially like when you have, I don't know, five hundred people in a grant a pro tour or whatever, like that's one thing. But you have sixteen people qualified for worlds. To get any two of them mixed up, it's kind of a bad look. But the fact that it happened to be two Japanese dudes. Uh, it's not good. It's not good. And then, and even that is like, okay, somebody rushed some things, put some stuff together, whatever. But then a couple of days later, they got one of the names wrong again when they posted something to the website. 
And I'm just like, man, somebody's it's, failing at their job. You, you know, we, we, we try and, like we said, we're, we're, we're trying to focus on the positive thing, especially on, you know, a time when the world is happening, but they just, uh, one of my professors in college, one of my journalism professors would call you mistakes like a thumb to the reader's eye, you know? Every, yeah. And what, you know, we know everybody makes mistakes, but, you know, once you've made that second or third mistake, or like Dr. Nolan would say, a thumb to the eye, you know, it's just, they're not going to keep getting poked in the eye. They just don't believe anything you say anymore. The thing for me, though, is it was less than 48 hours later. Like, you were just reprimanded and had to correct the thing, whoever's job that is. And then that person put out information again and didn't double check it, right? Like, you That's know you so. just got... <laughs> Like for anything, like if any of my employees would have done a thing and I'm like, hey, look, this costs us some money. Just don't mess that up again, please, or whatever. And then less than two days later, you make the exact same mistake. I'd have been like, yo, dude, what the hell? <laughs> like, come on, man. And and let me be clear. Like, should somebody at Wati higher up editors or whatever, maybe be double checking this? Like, yes, Sure. But at the same time, there's also people that you say, hey, you've been here long enough. You can just go post it to the site, whatever. But then if that person's screwing up, like, eh, there's going to be some talking to. But I don't. I, I think that the problem I have with it, though, from the community aspect, is they're making it like a Watsy narrative. You know, and it's like, I've seen how this stuff happens. Like, you got an employee that's just bad at their job right now. Like, I don't think Watsy's sitting around and going like... Yeah, whatever. We don't, the Japanese people all look the same. Whatever, right? Like that's not what's going on. Like no, have, but, but I mean, you it just you know all that stuff. That, that the reason that's the narrative is because all the other stuff that happened, Watsy did all that stuff. Agreed, and that's exactly it, right? The narrative so becomes why they get that. Now every time something happens, people are going to dredge up all the other stuff. Yep, that's exactly Especially it. when it affects the Asian community, because, hey, we've had that discussion so many times. But then, and this was, you pointed this one out to me, because I missed this in the middle of all the stuff going on this week, is apparently Ellie of the Veil, who, by the way, great personality, by the way, for magic. If you don't follow Ellie, you should. Great writer, you know, great yeah. content creator, just everything. Friend of the show. Ellie's been writing stuff for Wizards for several months now. And somehow she put up an article or submitted an article that got used and got credited to Rich Hagen somehow. I don't even know why or how or that's the one that I don't get at all. I'm sure because like back a you know, hundred years ago when I was you know working in print journalism, we were all in the same building. The editor that was editing the thing saw me writing it, so that's how you know they would know who wrote it. I know that's probably not the case nowadays, and even most newspapers like there's so much content getting shipped in, people working from home. And so I could see how. I mean, it's not the, it's just not the same way I grew up. Where hey, we're all in the same building, or or it'd be something we're like, hey, if I write sports articles and you see my name pop up on the society page, you go, wait, Brian doesn't usually go to Chamber of Commerce parties, or are we sure? <laughs> Let's double check these. Or sometimes they would call me at home and like, hey, did, did you write this or did you say this? Or so that's I know those cool at all. Over. But again. Whoever's in charge of that goofed up. 
Yeah. That's like three times in two weeks. Like that's that's rough. And I, and I've been inside those walls. I'll guarantee you, I I might know who the person is, but <laughs> pretty sure there's been some people being reprimanded pretty heavily for that. And and it, and it's tough, right? Because I'm not some people out here calling for people's jobs and whatever. Like I I don't know if it's to that level, unless you can prove it was done maliciously. Then yeah, absolutely fire the person. And that's no indication that it was done that way. These are like just legitimate mistakes. But as we were discussing, you just can't keep making the same mistakes over and over again. It's a bad look. Yeah, you really can't. So yeah, and it also was... gets lumped in with the whole narrative of well, Wizards doesn't care about worlds anyway. And no, again, none of it was done on purpose. But it's just it goes back to a bunch of other decisions that Wizards did make. Where now everything that happens regarding worlds is another thumb in the eye, kind of. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But yeah, it's just one of those things, man. Somebody somebody there, I don't know if they're overworked, they're stressed out, they're not paying attention, they're trying to rush to the next thing, but like somebody's got to get their stuff together over there. Or they're probably going to be without a job pretty quick. And that's going to suck during a time of the pandemic, but Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't make three errors roughly similar in in 2 weeks time that's going out to the masses. You know, that, that's just, that's a hard pill for any boss to swallow. I, mean, I, I think they're going to have issues with that. But, yeah, hope hope for the all the people involved, they at least get their recognition, though. Because that's really what it's about at the end of the day. But moving on to other things, Brian. Why don't we talk about things that we learned this week? Whether it's just to make ourselves smarter, or to just bring some more entertainment to our lives. All right. Well, uh, the, uh, the the game that launched uh, a thousand memes is out now. Nickelodeon All Star Brawl has arrived. It it is it's Nickelodeon Smash Bros. Just kind of like you thought it was, and it's almost like there, there's two different kinds of opinions that I keep encountering on this. For the people that are you know more the I would say casual players, because Smash Bros. for a lot of people is kind of just a party game. They're not going to make any of them say, say, well, I treat magic. They're not necessarily being really good at it. They just want to have fun playing the game. And their first impression is, well, where are the voices? And the game has no voice acting. So at that point, you know, it's very weird to hear SpongeBob, you know, being completely silent. So a lot of people are like, you know what? No voice acting. I'm out. That's just weird. That's low budget. You can't have that. Oh, wait, what, what? So it's not even like Wait, wait, what sounds do they make while they're doing stuff? They don't have like, like, you know, like Street Fighter has the Hadouken or whatever. You don't no, even. No, no, it's like, pretty much just like there's punches and then the occasional natural will say, you know, like epic or uh, what a big hit. That's where they kind of fill really? in. The certain, yeah. That's such a missed opportunity. Okay. Now, my other question is because I didn't look up the details. Like, is it only animated characters? Or can yeah, it be like the, the, Keenan and Kel? No Fresh Prince pack. Sorry. Oh, see, <laughs> I, was, be... I was looking for some Keenan and Kel in the Good Burger outfits, or like you know that people... would be epic. <laughs> That's some of the jokes people are making at the beginning. Like, hey, here's the DLC, the Nick at Night DLC pack yeah. with Fresh Prince, uh, Joey from Friends. And, you know, the... I'm just saying, hook me up with the with the Keenan, and we're good. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> And then, you know, the, the other reaction is for people that are, you know, hardcore into fighting games, like all three of my kids are. Yeah, they would love voice acting, but they don't care because the fighting, as far as they're concerned, is epic, and that's what they're about. So it's two 
Interesting. Two different kinds of things. And I mean, it, it is, you know, if you like Smash Bros. style games, I think you're going to enjoy that aspect of it. And let's be honest, there aren't very many of those games. No, it's just kind of weird to me because I would think if you were doing Nickelodeon, it would be because of the nostalgia. So you'd want to lean into that a bit. So yeah. it's kind of I'm sure it was a budget thing to where, you know, those voices cost money. And so I'm assuming they have years. like, I don't know, like, what is it? Rugrats and whatever. And It's actually a Reptar. There are rumors yeah. that Tommy Pickles is going to show up. Okay. But that's not confirmed yet. There's a couple of the Ninja Turtles and April O'Neil's uh, exciting bonus. That's interesting, the selection. I'm just sad now because I was thinking maybe I could have had Keenan just throwing burger patties like, welcome to Good Burger. Bam, bam. <laughs> like, you know. yeah, give me a good shake. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know how much fun that would have been? But like, now I want that game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's that's. Uh, but it sounds cool. Sounds like they're going to make a good amount yeah. of money on it regardless. And there are other characters coming. So I, I don't expect Keenan and Kel, but, you know, yeah. there are some more characters on the way. There's definitely a lot of discussion around that. So it, it's a project that was worth doing regardless because it definitely has people talking. I, it's one of those games that, you know, a lot of games will come out and unless you're really following heavy video gamers or whatever, you won't really see news about it. But I feel like I saw the Nickelodeon stuff popping up in a lot of places. Yeah, so I think that's what the, the 90s nostalgia is, what they're hoping is going to carry them through. And then they have said that they're not voice acting right now, but it's maybe a thing that, could get patched in later, so we'll stay tuned. Hmm. Okay. Well, mine is a little more <laughs> amusing from a meme standpoint, of all things. But if you follow professional wrestling, one of the companies, AEW, has an old schooler who I believe Arn Anderson started wrestling in, like, I don't know, 76 or something? Yeah. Like, he's, he's been wrestling forever. But he's come back as, like, a mentor to some of the new wrestlers, being a manager, and they were running this angle with him and Cody Rhodes, where he's basically trying to do the the hardened uncle or father figure or whatever to Cody and basically telling him, like, hey, you're too soft. And a different and in this promo, he finishes it by saying equivalently talking about, hey, if somebody pulled up on you at a stoplight and threatened you or whatever, you would just give them the money and take off or whatever. So, you know what I do? I pull up my Glock. I put it to their head and I blow the spray their brains out. And everybody just went, what? <laughs> like, I mean, it was already kind of an over-the-top promo anyway. But to finish with that, like, it was one of those ones that I think Arn Anderson had kind of decided, mate, probably talked with the people in the back of like, hey, is this good? We're going to be okay with the censors? All right, cool. I don't think he told anybody in the ring he was working with. Because you sort of <laughs> see the weird look on people's faces like, this is where we're going. Those are the best where they just go and it's like completely off kilter. The funny thing about it, though, is I knew from the moment he said that, I'm like, oh, this is prime meme material. Oh, yeah. And before I even got done with my stuff for the night, oh, it was all over Twitter. Different wrestlers in AEW were tweeting stuff all day. People already had the Arn Anderson shirts where it says Arn, but the, there's a handgun <laughs> for the lowercase R. <laughs> like people, it was the funniest thing. The, the reason I bring it up thing as far as, you know, what did I learn is there's a lot of love for Arn Anderson. Oh, absolutely. And and the reason that was amusing to me, because there's a lot of people, wrestlers or otherwise, you know, a bunch of other fields where you kind of just pay homage and respect the people that came before. 
You know what I mean? Like, you're not necessarily fans of them, but you're like, you know what? Props to this person for doing it when the money wasn't as big or, you know, there wasn't, we didn't know as much about injury stuff or whatever, right? But for Arn Anderson, there's people that genuinely like Arn Anderson. That's pretty damn cool. So, yeah, I, mean, I mean, that, that promo shows you why. You know? <laughs> yeah, so props to him, man. Like, getting his flowers came after, like, a weird-ass promo. But, <laughs> you know, it put his name back in people's mouths, and people are paying respect. So good for him, I guess. It's <laughs> like a weird well, like way to go said, back. He, he's always been somebody, you know, that has been just tremendously well-respected in the industry. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I don't think you see anybody who speaks badly about him. Uh, other than a, a few people that, you know, the, the funny thing <laughs> amusing about it, because I think I even posted some Arn Anderson meme stuff, but I told people like, remember how they called him the enforcer? Turns out that wasn't a nickname. That was a title. Right? <laughs> like, he barely was out taking people out. Like I was like, dude, Arn Anderson might have bodies in his closet older than me. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's going on anymore. <sighs> So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see the follow-up from that storyline and where it goes. But it at least has people talking about an angle now, even exactly. though it, it had to take a hard left turn. <laughs> but that's why it's great to, you know, for that the AEW uses. Used to, when we were growing up, almost all the managers were old wrestlers that could do that. Then yeah. we went through this phase, you know, I think started WWF in the 1990s, where all of a sudden, all the old school wrestlers went away and they got replaced by, you know, very attractive young women. And because it's a primarily male audience, or it was back then, there weren't a whole lot of complaints about that. Yeah, because the only ones that really survived through that were what? Uh, like Paul Heyman and, yeah. and Teddy Long for a while during that window? Yep. Jim Cornette is doing more on, <laughs> on the podcast side, but still very active in the industry or talking about the industry. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, good point. All right, let's get into some, uh, I guess we'll call it the meat and potatoes of this episode, because there's definitely some stuff to talk about this week. So we found some interesting news this week from Twitch, and it wasn't just the data breach. We're going to talk about that later and give it a little more time. But a couple of days prior to that, we found out that Twitch is gonna have an opportunity for streamers to pay to be promoted on the site and it's a little bit weird but the first iteration of it is supposed to come in december where you it's kind of the way they explain it, it's a little bit confusing on when and how it's going to trigger but i guess there will be an opportunity for a lot of streams that will come up and It'll just flash, I guess, in the chat or at the top, kind of like the hype train does. But it'll be for a community challenge. And if the chat donates enough money or points or whatever, the streamer that you're watching can be promoted into, I guess, their streamer carousel and higher in the listings or whatever to get more eyeballs on them. But it says this is like the first test iteration. So I guess they're going to try this out and then eventually it'll be open for streamers to just pay for it themselves. But I don't know. There's a, there's a lot to digest here, man. Like how do you, what's your first impression of this whole thing? Since I, I think it'll be a way for Twitch to make more money. I don't know how much it helps, you know, the streamers. 
yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat, right? Because if you have a small audience, let's say you've got, I don't know, 10 viewers. Yeah, I think they say up. something like, uh, usually your audience, you can expect to be about one to two percent of the amount of followers you have. And they're saying that they're, at least the test right now is for people that have 250 followers or less. So you would only expect them to have maybe two to three people in their chat. Yeah, 10 would be a lot for somebody yeah. in that range. So From, even if they're all paying, I still don't see how that boosts you very much. But if a few thousand people in that uh, in that size do it, yeah, it helps Twitch, certainly. Well, yeah, and that's the thing, right? If it gets to where it's open to everybody eventually, well, if... Now, granted, I'm not huge, let's say, but if I have even 100 viewers and that pops up in my stream and two of my regulars are just like, oh, it's like nine bucks right now, whatever. Like, cool, yeah, I'll, I'll pay for it or we'll split it or whatever, right? Then I'm going to constantly still have an advantage over everybody else that has less than 100 viewers or at least doesn't have one or two dedicated chat members. Yeah. Assuming I don't have the money myself to pay for it, right? So I'm not really sure un unless, unless it's only ever offered to a certain size streamer, right? Like maybe they say, okay, if you have more than 500 viewers at any point or whatever, or maybe, maybe even 500 followers or subscribers or whatever, right? Then you will never be eligible to be promoted because the system already does a good job for you. Like if that's the case, then like maybe it's helpful because it's an option that's only ever offered to the smaller channels. Like, so that would make a little more sense. And I could see that being a thing. But then my problem, and this is what we were discussing off air. For those of you who don't know, if you try to become an affiliate or a partner on Twitch, it, it, for some people, they have to submit three, four, five times because one, yeah. they don't tell you all the reasons they're rejecting you or whatever. But which I think is silly because they should want better people doing the things they want to be partners and whatever, because that brings more people in. So you should probably tell them so you can approve them. But that's a whole different thing. But part of the issue that's come up is there's the assumption when people have actually gotten responses is that you're rated or otherwise non-organic views don't count for your averages that they try to use to put you onto their different programs. And if that's the case, then do we know, which we don't at this point, how these non-organic views that are being effectively paid for are going to affect these people leveling up through their system. Because let's say it works, right? I'm somebody who's got like 10 or 15 viewers. We go ahead and pay for it. It's a good day where, I don't know, maybe not as many people are streaming in my category, so more people see me. I end up with 100 views, right? I do that three or four times during the month. That brings my average up to 50 or 75 or whatever. So now I'm eligible. Would that count? Like, I would bet not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, it, it doesn't even help the people meet the goals that they'll want to meet. Because it would be kind of bizarre, you know, to not count it for people that are doing it where they're, where they basically, you know, they, they form partnerships. Because if somebody is, if you're getting a raid every night, okay, that means people like you. You've built a network. Yeah, that's what we should encourage, as opposed to okay, 
I paid some money to, to get more attention. I, I think a lot of people are going to have a problem if you're able to get partnered by essentially paying for it. Yeah, see, and that's that. I'm with you on that whole thing, right? Even if somebody is just getting their views from a raid, but it's happening once or twice a week or whatever from their friend groups or whatever, they're still keeping people on the platform longer. So that alone should still be worth something to them. Especially if, you know, their numbers show that, hey, people that got that rated actually stayed in your channel for 45 minutes or an hour. Because, yeah, people hate you. They're going to leave immediately. (laughs) You get nothing from the rate. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that. Like I, And that's the part I didn't understand when I first heard that like a year ago, where somebody had mentioned that they were pretty sure that was the reason. And I'm like, well, that's weird. Like, who cares? Like, as long as, long as they're consistent, right? If, if my numbers stay consistently high because I have friends or I pick the right time to stream where people are sending raids to me or whatever, and you see that happening regularly, well, that should be good. Because again, we're keeping people on the platform. Because honestly... That's the whole reason that, you know, we've talked about it before, that like the YouTube algorithm recommends certain things because the whole goal is to keep you on the platform interacting with the things so they can show more ads, get you to click on more things, right? Same thing on Twitch. It's to keep you around. You look at more ads. Maybe you you subscribe to this channel so they get their cut of that subscription you paid, you know, whatever. It's a weird system, but I feel like this is kind of a half-baked thing. Not not saying it's not going to work because it, it might, but it feels yeah, like I think it'll get Twitch a bunch of money. And then now, well, yeah, whether it benefits the stream, and I, that's probably part of why they're doing it because I think they're technically still not profitable. Yeah, and the, and it's tough to me because I don't. I feel like the what I've read from the couple of articles that covered it, and they've interviewed certain people, even when they were talking about it, because they did a little bit. They did like a short. They I don't know if it was like one of their kind of state of the business type things. But they did a couple of minutes where they talked about this. And even in their explanation with the people who are, you know, should be able to communicate it, didn't really explain a lot. So I'm like, maybe they haven't decided a lot of things around it yet. And they're literally treating this as just strictly a test. And then whatever they learn from this may be how they decide it's going to interact with the rest of the platform, would be my guess, just based on the information that we've seen so far. But I don't know. It's interesting news, though, because people have talked a lot about discoverability and this, that, and the other. And this is one way to do that. But I still would like to see other more organic things. Or honestly, basic, simple stuff. Just make things searchable by titles and whatnot. Also, just make it to where some, for some reason, some way, shape, or form, people will actually see your VODs. Because right now, like... I don't even understand really why Twitch saves any VODs, except for the streamers just wanting to have that information there. I don't really know why they even save them for more than a couple of weeks. Because unless somebody's one of your regular viewers right now, they're not going to go back and watch a VOD. Like, they're like if they're like, oh, I heard this really cool thing happen on stream, whatever, and I missed it because I was at work or whatever, and then they'll go turn on and watch it because, you know, they're a fan or whatever. But... I mean, you, you're like me. You you use all these services. Like, how many times have you gone back and watched somebody's video? Other than, like, trying to figure out if I did something wrong. Uh, 
Well, like you said, if somebody mentioned, hey, a crazy, even with that, I think usually I watch more of a clip than the entire yeah. video. I've, I've watched a bunch of clips where, okay, somebody got six kills or there's a crazy fumble that turned to a touchdown on man. But no, really. Because to me, Twitch is almost like live theater. Being there while it happens is part of the experience. Sure, but but here's the difference, all right? If I'm on Facebook Gaming or I'm on YouTube Gaming, those can still be found and people still watch them. I see yeah. numbers on my streams, on past streams on stuff, go up because people are still watching those. And those still count for ad views and everything else you get paid for. But none of that exists on Twitch. The, the most interaction or discussion of the VODs I have ever seen in my life is when they were going through there and, you know, deleting music <laughs> because, yeah, because of, of these DMA strikes. I, I heard more about VODs. It felt like that was when people were like, some people were like, oh, God, they saved the videos? You know, I was like, I, I didn't realize. <laughs> and and that, that was my part of my problem with the whole thing was like, you have people getting DMCA'd for stuff that, after it was live, probably got like yeah. five views. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, people wouldn't have known it was there. It's almost like you know, tried to ban, tried to ban a rapper from you know, so like Two Live Crew. So many people never knew Two Live Crew existed until the government said, "Hey, you can't listen to it; they're banned." You know? Yeah, it's such a weird thing, man. But hey, it's at least first step. Once we start seeing how stuff works in December, we can come back and revisit the story, I suppose. Yeah. So, as much as we banged on Watsy earlier, they did do a really cool thing I saw last week. One of the world's competitors was showing a picture of a package they got from Words of the Coast. And I'm assuming this went to each world's competitor based on, on this uh, the tweet. But what's cool is they made custom, what looks like wooden deck boxes that had the world's logo and then the player's name etched into the wood, which is pretty cool. Like, I was thinking about other things I've done where I've been like a finalist or, you know, qualified for a thing or whatever. And usually you get some type of, uh, I don't know, like like a pack, right? Some type of player's pack or kit or whatever. You show up and it's like, oh, it's got like a t-shirt, maybe some local things for the area, you know, you get a hat, whatever. But I don't remember anybody making like really cool custom things like this. And maybe it's been done in other games and I just didn't see it. But like, this is a really cool thing to do. I hope this becomes a tradition that they keep forever. This does, yeah, it does sound very cool. Like that's an item I would use and show off and be proud of, right? Like other than just like the accomplishment being notated on it, like you, it's your name, and everything just sent to you on a deck box for qualifying for the event. Now, I'm sure if it was in person, they probably would have went by by table and during the first pairings, giving everybody their thing or whatever. But it's pretty cool just to have that show up in the mail. Like, it's one of those things that I hope the players each make enough of a to-do about it. Like, you know, really just talk it up so that, one, Wizards continues to do it, but other companies consider doing some cool things. Because, I, I mean, even if it's, you know, a video game or whatever, it'd be pretty cool to just get, like, a thing, in the, a medallion or something or whatever that's just like, hey, you're a top 16, 32, 8, whatever, world championship competitor, whatever, and you have something you can display and show off or whatever. I think that would be really cool. Because I feel like in a lot of these events, 
the winner and sometimes the runner up gets a thing. Yeah. But then there's really nothing for anybody else. And I'm not saying we need to have participation trophies, but I think that to like commemorate a thing that you ended up being one of the finalists for potential world championship and whatever game over millions of other people. Literally. Yeah, once you get to like top, you know, to top eight, top twelve, it's not just a pacer trophy anymore. You've earned the right to yeah. kind of so walk just, around like Kurt Angle. Where are your medals? <laughs> you know what it is? It's at least the equivalent of being able to say, Hey, I was nominated for a Grammy or nominated there for an Oscar, go. right? Like you didn't win, but like that's enough recognition over all the other people in your field, <laughs> right? Right. That my name at least came up that I did a badass job. Right. So I think it's cool to have those recognition moments. And I think there's something there too, that it does build some longevity among your player base, because I think it's, it's something that your longtime players look and they probably go, ah, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind having another one of these, you know, mm-hmm. uh, this would be cool to show off or whatever, have in the background to like show people that like, yeah, you know, I'm not so competitive anymore, but once upon a time, you know, mm-hmm. I had it. I had it going Back on. My prime. I could really lay it down. Yeah, for sure. Because I tell people all the time now, like I'm I'm a has-been as far as competitive <laughs> anything. Like I spend so much time doing 10 different projects now that like I'm not dedicating enough time to any one thing to be great at them anymore. But, you know, if I'd have had some things to show from back in the day, maybe a few of these cash tournaments or invitational things or whatever, like that'd be pretty cool. But I don't have any of those things. You know, so it's like, it's cool to see the players getting recognition and getting a cool gift for being one of the, the 16 finalists. I think that's pretty awesome. So in case you're under a rock, you probably saw that Facebook went down on Monday. Their whole ass <sighs> network went network. Yeah, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp. yeah. Um, a lot of people were without their uh, favorite social media services. And that's pretty wild. I I think it's happened before. I believe it happened in like 09 or something. It's been a while, you know, since it's happened. But it wasn't, if I remember right, it wasn't nearly as long. It was a couple of hours, maybe three, four hours, and everything was up and running. This Facebook thing. And it wasn't also like the day after the Facebook whistleblower has come out and dropped all these truth bombs on Facebook and their stock is already in the tank. Yeah, that didn't help. That didn't help. So, yeah, it was was a weird day, man, just to see, like, because even when it came back up, it was still kind of spotty for the first couple of hours. It took a while. Like, I, it feels like it took about 10 hours or so to get right. Which, if you think about that, okay, so the story, or say story, the, the statement that Facebook put out was that it sounds like whatever the title of the person was, I forgot, but we'll call them an IT person, was supposed to update a file of some sort, and there was some information in the file that apparently caused a problem with the server to the point that it even locked out some people who work on that server from accessing it. So then they had to physically update a couple of servers so they could get everything operational and back online. And what's sad is I thought about it and I'm like, man, that person's just fired now, aren't they? <laughs> you, one would think so. Because <laughs> I was thinking about it. Or... 
Because think about if all those services go down for that long, we'll call it 10 hours. I don't know what the final number was. But you know how many millions of dollars of transactions and ad views and everything else like didn't happen on those platforms? Oh, yeah. (laughs) For one day, basically. Uh, All the content creators are well aware. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like all the people I talk to and communicate with on Facebook gaming or whatever, like, yeah, all that time is just lost, right? And that's people buying stars, ad views, the whole nine, right? So several hundred had, people. Somebody might have had, you know, some informals or, or hey, there could have been formal tournaments going on. I don't know. Oh, not just that, but you've got all the Facebook ads that people buy to promote stuff or whatever. Yeah. Those are all out of whack because those are set to certain dates and times and everything else. So that's all done. Right. Any cross promoted stuff, all the the ad stuff that goes on 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 Instagram, like. All that is video right. games come out on Tuesday, so I promise you there's a bunch of ad buys for yep. uh, Nintendo All Star Brawl, Far Cry 6. But I was thinking about it, right? Like, the bullets right there for one day that could be, I mean, it's some number of millions. Yeah, I don't know what the number is, but I was like, even if it's just like five million, right? That's maybe, and maybe that's too much. Maybe it's not five million, maybe it's like one million, but like. That person's job, if they're even like paid well, they might be a 200k person. Like, ah, like, or, or if they're there, if you're still there, you know, they probably just don't let you handle anything important for five or six months. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And I was thinking, because again, I don't want to see anybody lose their job over an honest mistake, right? You know, but like, I was looking at that going, like, man, I don't. I don't know if they keep you or whatever. Like when you make a mistake that's exponentially worth more than like it, it would take them or you like five to 10 times, five to 10 years to make up what you cost the company. Like that's, that's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think people understand how vast these networks are and how much money is exchanging hands like every minute of every day. Like it, it is phenomenal. I mean, when you see how much some of these companies spend on just like ad buys and everything else and, you know, and you can go in and they have a I will say for Facebook's credit, they do have a very detailed uh, promotional setup. So you can say, like, I want to spend this much per ad. I want it to run on this many days. I want it to appear in these countries at these times and whatever. You can go as deep as you want. Like even people who like certain categories or games or whatever. But people will spend tons of money. Like, I mean, there were stores that were like my size aren't huge and, you know, spend a couple hundred a month or whatever sometimes. So, like, yeah. you know, these bigger companies are spending thousands and thousands a month. Or, yeah, like I'm you're sure saying, there were a bunch of ads for Monday Night Football. Yeah. Yep. All that type of stuff, man. It's crazy. So, I can only imagine how much money just, ugh. That, that is not had a good a day. Terrible, very bad, no good week. <laughs> yeah, that is just not a fun day. Not a fun day. But it was interesting, though. I will say it was kind of fun to see how people were adapting, right? Some people were like, okay, well, I'll go check out another app I haven't been to in a while. So some people went over to Twitter. Some people were checking out TikTok, you know. So And it was fun, too, to see people on those platforms basically saying, like, hey, welcome, Facebook users. You know, (laughs) just assuming. The memes were delicious. (laughs) Yeah, when you see your numbers going up, you're like, I'm assuming they came from Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, because, you know, they need something to do today or whatever. Yeah. 
So it'd be kind of also would be worth to see how much actual work got done for people that ordinarily would be Facebooking at their desk. That's fair. Maybe production went up for some people. I don't know. You know, I'll I'll be kind of curious to see, and I don't know if they'll ever post this. I'm sure somebody will do a story, but see what the total usage numbers are, or what percentage increase some people got as followers or whatever over these next two or three weeks because people came over from Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and maybe checked out a platform and found out they liked it, or they liked some creators or whatever that they wouldn't have seen otherwise. Right. Because there's going to be some amount of that. So I think that that's a positive for them. Did, 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 even with all this stuff down, did anybody go to my pillow guys? Uh, I forgot. What is his thing called? Oh, I don't even remember. Did you talking about the one for the, the people that stormed the Capitol or whatever? Yeah, basically the people. If you've been kicked off of Twitter, oh yeah, I've I, man, I, I, I already forgot the myself. Name of it. I already forgot the name of it. Yeah, maybe that's for the better. Honestly, <laughs> true. I'm sitting here trying to think of the name. I, I feel like it's something simple too. I know that. Yeah, it's something like uh, something about talking. I can't remember. Either. I don't know why. Oh well, several stories. But it's, it's not like I'm ever going to go log in anyway. Exactly. Like, remember clout? We were talking about clout the other day. Oh yeah. Yeah, like it's it's wild. I think if you go look, I don't think people realize that there's been for real like a hundred different social media platforms. Oh, easily. And like you'll go through them and if like seriously, just go do a Google search and go look and see how many you actually know. I bet the average person looking at that list won't even identify more than 10% of the list. There was a great story about how you were Black Planet. Yes. Black Planet actually came out, I think, chronologically before MySpace and had so much stuff that MySpace would come up, would, would come behind them and do later. But, you know, for whatever reason, who are kidding with it? It was Black Planet. It didn't get the traction. Yeah. Because obviously, I think part of it is it's called Black Planet. I was going to so say your name like, wasn't doing you any favors. I don't know. <laughs> I'm scared. Do they allow white people? <laughs> Hey, it's all right. I've still had people trying to explain, trying to figure out where black Twitter is. <laughs> so that's that's a thing. I swear to God, that's a thing. And so it's like, well, I'm sure you're signed up to black Twitter. And I'm like, you know, that's not a thing, right? Like, like no, nah, I see people talk about it all the time. Well, <laughs> but yeah, the same way that there's like cheerleader Twitter. Imagine football Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, that's not it's not a thing, man. <laughs> It's your own separate Twitter. Speaking you of, okay. Password. Tangent, since we're good at this. Did you see, because because we're America and we have awful politicians who have zero idea of what they're talking <laughs> about and trying to govern, <laughs> that they had somebody from Facebook on. And this was, this was last week. Oh, Lord. And I can't remember the lady's name, but... The politician questioning her was trying to ask her if they're going to shut down Finsta accounts. And he, she was like, well, I don't, I don't understand what you're asking for. He says, well, well, you would discontinue your Finsta service. And she's like, we, that's not a thing. Like it's, that's a slang term for people that have a private account that they mostly share with close friends because they don't want to have stuff on their like public account. So what you're saying is you're not going to discontinue this service. He's like, it's, it's not a, it's not a <laughs> service. It's a, it's, a, 
it's just an account. Like I don't, yeah. and you can see it on her face. She's like, I don't know how to explain this to this idiot. Yeah, like just... he literally doesn't understand how setting up an account and using social media works. I'm just like, gosh damn! Like, don't you have an intern or a secretary or whatever that's at least somewhere that's between? The like, part is the intern. They probably was there was a meeting. They went over this. Oh no they, no no no! I guarantee you, they are too proud to ask their like 30 year old secretary or whatever. Like, because I know how it started. It's because they saw some mom groups or something posting about a thing, and they're like, "Oh, this Finsta thing's obviously bad. We can we can win some clout." With the soccer mom <laughs> by bringing this up and questioning when we have somebody from Facebook up here and not even realizing. And, and here's the worst part, because I went and looked. If you go to Google and type in what is Finsta, it's literally the first explanation there. It just oh tells you exactly what it is. So they did no effort, no work whatsoever. Well, they'd have to know how to Google. <laughs> so that's true, too. But they think Google apparently or Facebook knows what Google's doing or something. I don't know. Like, yeah. we found that out a couple of years ago. So, like, yeah, th this is why we have to get rid of some of the people in public office in the U.S. Like, they just have no clue about anything that's going on. And it's it's sad and embarrassing. It really that is. That was like, you know, when AOC was trying to, to get a bill launched, basically preventing the military from attempting to recruit on Twitch. It went nowhere because nobody in Congress knows what Twitch is. And like you said, it can't be explained to them, essentially, because that's how. Yeah, how they don't. I, they dude, seeing them try to wrap their head around, like when somebody's giving a basic, like I still remember Zuckerberg trying to explain. He looks at Zuckerberg <laughs> and says, well, if I go on the other side of the room, can Facebook on my phone tell me how far I went? He's like, well, no, one, that's not us. That's Google. That's a different thing. And he's like, well, no, you just need to answer yes or no. He's like, well, I don't need, like, it depends on the settings on your phone. He's like, no, it's a yes or no answer. He's like, no, it's not. <laughs> like, you know, it's just like, dude, you don't even know how your cell phone works. Yeah. Like, gosh, you're damn like, it. if I drink this Coke, how much money does Pepsi get? Is yes, that's pretty much asking. it. That's basically it. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is so stupid. And I feel bad. Like, don't get me wrong. Zuckerberg makes a lot of money. He's got a great yeah. life, whatever. But, I mean, the way he functions, I wouldn't be surprised if he's already a little bit on the spectrum. And seeing him frustrated to try to, like, how can I communicate this without looking rude or whatever? Like, I feel for him because I'd have just told the dude off. Like, you'd have just, I'd have got reprimanded or whatever on Capitol Hill. Because he, he is everybody that ever had to explain, you know, how to how to use the remote. How to program your VC, the timer on your VCR. Yeah, yeah, back in the day, the timer on your VCR. All of these things. Just, I'm just, uh, honestly, though, I'm waiting for the time. Because it's going to happen here in the next couple of years. Somebody's going to be up there being asked one of those types of questions. And they're basically going to call him out and say, look, shut up for a second and I'll explain it to you. And then they're going to explain it and say, you have no idea what you're talking about. Like, you need to have somebody else up here who knows what the hell they're talking about so they can ask me relevant questions. Like you said, they would have turned over probably to one of their interns at that point or their. Yeah, because I, I for real, I'm oh man, I would do almost anything to be brought up on one of those things. To just have that moment because I, I would love to I tell some of those people that. I was in a comedy troupe. We were trying to explain social media to the owner of the troupe. And uh, we ended up, I was like, somebody's kid was, was trying to explain to like, we're not going to let him take it over. We bounced to it. Oh, that's crazy. Like, like Shelly's kid should be running our Instagram and our Facebook. 
That's There's so no sad. way you can, and the rest of us have full-time jobs. <laughs> well, the last thing I'll say on this topic is that it was neat seeing how people were interacting and how they were kind of trying to make light of the day and make it a little bit better. And I got to give credit to Facebook Gaming's Twitter account because they already knew they were going to take a bunch of heat and whatever. Yeah. So instead of just making that the narrative, they did what looked to be nearly a full day's choose your own adventure thing <laughs> on Twitter. So they basically, I don't know, they had a little narrative going and then they would just post the poll of like, which way do you go? What item do you take or whatever? And they were just posting updates every, looked like seven to 15 minutes or so, depending on, I guess, how many people were voting or whatever. But credit to them, because that's a good quality social media manager move. We need them to do that regularly now. <laughs> yeah, because because truthfully, there's nothing you're going to gain by just like being there responding to people. Like at that after the first two hours, everybody knows yeah. it's down. They probably got the updates that like, hey, this isn't going to be up anytime soon. Like you're about to take a bunch of heat over here on social media. We apologize. Do what you can with that. And I mean, literally, you talk about turning lemons into lemonade. You know, like yeah. And of course, there were still people trying to be smart asses every time they posted about, well, what are you going to do about your thing being down? And ha ha, Zuckler saw this money and whatever. Like, but they were smart. I didn't see where they responded to any of it, and they just kept their little narrative going. And people came along and participated. And like, good on them, man. Good on them because. That that had to be a hard day for that person. Yeah. Like that's not or, or everybody, honestly, that has a right. public facing job that was involved with their network. But credit to them, because I think that's pretty cool. But that kind of brings us to the dinner table conversation. We're gonna talk about this whole Twitch data breach thing a little bit. Because I think it's the breach itself is already kind of a I mean it, it's 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 the the bad side of hacking. You know what I mean? Like somebody went in, got all the information for whatever reason, took it to Reddit and posted the link to their torrent site or whatever, where anybody in their right mind could have everybody's information. Supposedly they did it so Twitch could be better. Yeah, but there's more to it than that. Like I taking like it, it and from what I could find, it's everything all the way down to the source code for Twitch. Yeah. So, like, I'm not sure. Like, it, this feels like somebody had a, a vendetta. Maybe somebody, a programmer, got released from Twitch or Amazon or something and decided they were going to do something about this. So, I don't, I don't know what the impetus was. But this, this, is, this feels very vengeful, I think. Because to do it and then just, like, I'm just going to put this all out in the world. Right. Like that doesn't make a lot of sense. Like somebody was trying to get something seen. They were trying to get somebody hurt financially or something. There, There's something here. And I don't think we're ever going to know what it is. But this this is a bigger move than like, we're just trying to make Twitch be better. Like that ain't going to do nothing. Like if anything, you're actually creating way more problems for them to have to deal with. So they can't focus on the crap they need to be doing to make it better. Now they have to go through all these extra security protocols. They've got to rewrite a bunch of scripts. They got to like probably check everybody's credentials and they've got to reset everything. And like literally going to be hours, days, weeks worth of time wasted because somebody went and posted all this crap. And then you're also going to have all your people having to deal with all the social media stuff and the PR things. And like, it's just a mess now. And then you create problems for all the people on the platform who had nothing to do with whatever problems you think exist. 
Because believe me, there's a lot of problems that exist that I even posted stuff. I put some shorts out and whatever and told people like, hey, you need to go change your Twitch credentials right now. And if you have anything connected to those passwords anywhere else, go change them. Because now they are public of public and it can get into the worst hands possible. And it's 100% of the data, which is crazy. Now, that being said, breaches happen. Like, I, I got I'm on some monitoring services, so just if my stuff shows up anywhere, I can go check or whatever. I got a notice last week that Neiman Marcus had a data breach. I ain't never even been in Neiman Marcus. I can't even tell you where the closest one is. But they still in business is the first I, thing that it comes to mind. Dude, I didn't even know for real. But I'm just saying, like, even that type of company with history, prestige, whatever, like happens to them too. Like it, it's just a thing, it's the world we live in. So that part, whatever. The thing that got me is multiple games had communities that had posted on different places on Reddit and different forums or whatever over the 24-hour period after it got released, which, A, means a bunch of people went and looked at this damn file to get this information. So already proves that it's in the hands of a lot of people. So there you go. But everybody was making it a point to pick out the streamers and whatnot that are for the games they follow and then try to make it an issue about the streamers making money. Like, so one, if whoever did this was trying to make Twitch better, one, you just cause more problems to their damn streamers. So whatever. But my issue, and I posted this openly on Twitter, and I, I will argue to the, I'm blue in the face with anybody who thinks differently. But if you have a problem with this, you're either dumb or you're oblivious. Take your pick. Because we've seen for the last, hell, all the way back to when, when like, hell, was it five years ago now? that uh what's his name got that big contract for going over to to mixer oh yeah right? ninja yeah so if a platform any of them and we've seen recently like dr lupo and tim the tap man all these people are getting deals with like youtube and you know and, and twitch if these people are getting literally million dollar deals multiple millions in some cases the streamer has to be worth or be bringing in some exponential amount more than that, or the company wouldn't pay them the millions. Yeah, these companies don't do this because they just really like to watch people's streams. This is about the money. Yeah, so if YouTube offers Tim the Tapman, I don't know, let's say $2 million. It's probably more than that, actually. But being conservative, let's say they pay him $2 million for a two-year exclusive deal on YouTube. Well, they're estimating that he's probably bringing in somewhere between six and 10 million. So it's worth it to pay him two million. Right. His existence is worth that much to the platform, whether that's ads, that's people buying subscriptions, whatever. So that alone tells you they're making money. But even on a smaller scale, if you go to some of these top streamers channels where they've got 10, 20, 30,000 subscribers, you can see that number you know what a subscription is worth. This isn't a secret. Like, this information's been right in front of you. Right. So to just act like you're all upset now, you're dumb. You are. You're dumb. Like, the number's been there. You can't act like you didn't know. You can't act like you didn't see it. 
or you're just oblivious. Like I said, if you're not dumb, you're oblivious. You just chose not to look at any information right in front of you. But like for the you to when people make the same argument about athletes, actors, why you know why, why does Will Smith make uh, I don't know fifteen million dollars a movie? Because if he stars in a movie, the movie makes two hundred million. These are these are not difficult questions. Hell, his bad movies do two hundred million. That's what yeah. <laughs> People argue, like, why does Tom Cruise make so much money? I don't know if the streak is still active, but at one point, every movie Tom Cruise had made since Risky Business, which is essentially his first big movie back in the 80s, had made minimum $200 million profit. Yeah, you, you, you pay because they're bringing in money. And I don't know, maybe you feel like a sucker because you've been coming in and giving them $5 a month or whatever for two years, three years, and you're like, oh, this person makes 50 grand a month? Like, what the hell? Yeah, they do. And I'm going to tell you an even bigger secret. For a lot of them, that's not even the biggest chunk of their money. No. They've, they've got merchandise. They've got partnership deals. They've got brand deals. Some of them are on multiple platforms. Some of them got crap going on over on YouTube. Like, So they're probably making double that. Maybe even triple that. And I am mad at a single one of them. I know how hard it is, man. You do too. You're putting in time. Like, right? I've told people before, and I'm not near at that level, mind you, but I've had times where I literally, we did this game in the stream one day where we had them name popular TV series from the last 15 years. I've been so busy doing different things to build my name, to build a business, to now converting over to social media and building that up, they're like, I hadn't seen the majority of the shows. Like, I'm not even engaging in normal entertainment sometimes because I'm focusing on trying to build my brand, my platforms, whatever. So if you're going to be mad because I'm spending my time doing this so I can get paid, well, shoot, you're just going to have to be mad. Like, ain't none of them going to apologize, and I don't think they should. And truthfully, if I'm being real, I think the people that are out here being mad, I think they're feigning being mad because they're jealous. Because they don't view what the streamer does as being as hard as what they do, and that streamer is getting some exponential amount more than they are. And it upsets them. And if you can figure out how, you know, how, to, how to take whatever your job is and get somebody to pay you a million for it, I, we welcome it. You know, Dude, we'll, I would take it. We'll, we'll happily watch your stream of whatever, like, because that's that's basically what Mike Rowe does, you know, with the dirty jobs and whatnot. That's honestly most people's YouTube channels. Yeah. They they take their whatever they normally do, whether they're a car detailer, farmer, dog groomer, whatever, right? And they do instructional videos or whatever while they're doing the job they normally do. And a lot of them make more on social media than they do doing their day job. Yeah, we're talking about, you know, having three kids while we uh, make podcasts and YouTube videos. Yeah, like you're growing your family channel doing stuff that you were going to do anyway. (laughs) Like, why not? If somebody's willing to watch it and pay you for it, I ain't going to fault y'all for making a few bucks. Like, it's such a weird misplaced anger. Yeah, yeah. if if you enjoy the person's content, uh, I don't understand why you're hating well, you said, this, other than just jealousy. This is what I try. Like, I told this story on stream the other night. Like, 
for me, this is similar to when this is years ago. I remember seeing Typo Negative. They're they're a rock band. At that, and I want to say it was in Houston when I was visiting some friends, and they were like, "Hey, there's this band you need to check out, whatever." And I thought they were okay, no big deal. But a few years later, they were. I think they had a video on MTV, and one of those dudes was just like, "Ah, they're such sellouts now," and I'm like. What did you expect them to do? Keep playing hole in the wall places for like 50 bucks a night? That's right. Like somebody comes along and it's like, hey, we're going to give you a record deal and we're going to take you touring and we're going to do all this and you're going to make like a million dollars next year. Then like, hell yeah, you're going to take that deal. Like there is nobody you are. You are a lying ass. If you say you would keep doing $50 a night, three, four times a week in your spare time versus taking a multiple hundred thousand dollar deal to get a professionally done album touring merchandise whatever you're lying to yourself like there's no way people would there's people that do it for less right so to be mad at a streamer you lying or stupid yeah exactly and to be mad at a streamer for entertaining you for taking time some and and credit to some of these streamers some of them are doing this like six days a week Getting on there for 10 and 12 and hours a day. Like, like, it's not all video games. There's people on there designing clothes. People, it, it, oh, dude, that's the thing. I don't think people even understand. Twitch now has like political discussion, body yeah. painters. Um, like how I saw somebody who's doing tarot card readings. I mean, like, there's people building computers on there. I mean, yeah. Anything you can think of. Anything that's on YouTube is probably also on Twitch at this point. But you have these people that are doing this day in and day out trying to keep coming up with fresh content. Some of them buying costumes or equipment that they need, buying new video games, getting new software, fixing up their backgrounds, paying for overlays, you know, sometimes taking trips so they could be at shows or conventions so they could do coverage from them or whatever. So you can be entertained and you're going to be mad at them for that. Like I got, I don't even understand the logic. When I, and it's funny it's, because it's not logic. It, it's just pure emotion. Yeah, because when I see people, like I like going to somebody's YouTube channel like two or three years later after I haven't seen them for a bit, and like, oh man, you've come up, you got like a hundred thousand subscribers. That's awesome, right? I'm happy for them that they're making it and they're getting paid. And you see the quality of their content go up, and you see that they moved into a new house or whatever. And I'm like, that's what you should want for people. Like, why be mad? Yeah, why would you want to watch a show that's you know the same place five years later than it was five years? That's, that's where's the fun in that? Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. It's a very weird mentality to have. Like, I, Boy, I'm so glad you never grew. Glad yeah, exactly. you never blew up. Like, why? Why would that be a thing? I don't understand. Like, honestly, for me, like I posted up today uh, a video about the Acorns investment app. Because at the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, okay, I was identifying that these these are going to be things that people are going to struggle with. So I'm like, hey, can I find some ways that people can save some money or make some money or whatever? And I did a couple of videos on it. And I was like, let me do an updated video for this, right? Put it up. Already had a couple of people like, I don't know why you're wasting time putting this up on your channel and blah, blah. And I'm like, yo, I'm just trying to help somebody. Like, I might get paid a little bit for it from like, I don't know. It's not like referral link or something, but like, yeah, I'm going to get some views from it. You know what? Those videos also have a higher CPM and I make more money for people watching ads on those because the investment, the bankers and everything else that 
buy ads, pay more than the game companies pay. So that video, even if it gets only 20% of my other video views, I'm probably going to make money on that video than my regular videos, like just being real. So I'm encouraged to do it, but I'm also able to help people. So I ain't going to be apologetic or mad or whatever that you don't want to see one video on my channel. Like, if you don't follow me, you unsubscribe, you unsubscribe, whatever, man. Yeah, because again, it's not just for, for you to make content for in theory, the entire content consuming world. Yeah. So like, I, you just, again, you're just going to have to be mad about it. Like, even, even this show, even, even our patrons, even everything else, like, yes, all of that at the end of the day is to help us make a little more money. To help us pay bills. We're selling merchandise. We're out here promoting our other channels and, and, and efforts. We're buying NFTs. Yeah. <laughs> I cussed. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry. Was, cool. the, the thing is, though, like, the amount of effort. Like, I can't tell you the number of times I've gone to sleep at, like, 3 in the morning. You know, to try to make sure something's edited and up or whatever and still <laughs> going to go out on time. You know, the number of times I've chosen not to go do something. So I can make sure I make I get all my editing time in or streaming time in for the month. Breaking my fingers off so I could be the first person to unlock Jerry West in NBA 2K. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like you're doing all these things so people can have this quality content and then you're supposed to be upset or apologize or whatever because they're mad that you made some money. Like, nah, sorry. <laughs> right. Like, as I say, that ain't it, fam. Right. Like for real. But yeah, the, the breach itself sucks that it happened. You know, it, to me, for the level of information they got and how they release it, it feels like there's something vindictive there. I don't really know I would what not doubt that at all. Like I said, I don't know what. I can't put my finger on it. I don't know who it is. I have no clue. Just the process of everything feels very vindictive. It's somebody that, you know, you, when, when a crime happens, that's what we're talking about. This isn't, this isn't, you know, this isn't Mr. Robot. This is a crime. Oh, it's definitely I, nobody, a crime. Nobody's believing that this theory that, you know, they did it so Twitch could be better. Even if they did, still a crime. No, because if you wanted it to be better, you would isolate certain parts. You would put certain bits of information out, like whatever. You're not putting this out on a torrent just so everybody can have it. Like, there's too many problems with that. There's too many people's personal information, too many innocent folks that are going to get caught up in that. Like, it's just, there's something else going on. I, and again, we'll never know what, unless maybe there is a legal proceeding around it and they find the person who did it or whatever. But yeah, it's it's a tough situation, tough situation. And this is also right after they just started asking for people to update or verify their uh, yeah. accounts or whatever, right? So now some people's phone numbers are out there or something like this that. This is, you know... This is them. Somebody had motive, and somebody had knowledge. I yeah. can't say it's an inside job, but again, it definitely sounds like somebody had an axe to grind. And yeah, I'm with you. It's a tough one. They're they're not doing this for the people, despite what they want to tell you. But yeah, y'all y'all want to be mad? Like just directing your anger at the content creators is the wrong people. Like. There's there's so many people at these platforms. There's so many things they're doing that you could be mad at so many things. But directing them at the people that are honestly trying to make their lives better, trying to leverage skills they're good at, whether that's just creativity, public speaking, whatever, to make a living. Like I don't I don't know why. Like there's really no reason to be mad at these people. 
they they didn't do anything to you. They haven't hurt anybody. Like it's it's a weird, very ugly misplaced anger. So if you're one of those people, like get yourself right. Check yourself in the mirror. For real. Because Whoever did this is only hurting the people at the bottom of the totem pole because the people at the top are already rich. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not doing anything to help anyone other than the wrong people. But Brian, why don't you tell everybody they can find you on social media? Or, or maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> That's true. Hey, I, hey, we still got promotion to do, so whatever. I am DL Caesar on Instagram when it's, when it's working. YouTube and our family channel on YouTube is Alan's Ever After. I'm also on, on Twitter also. You can find me everywhere at Power Dragon, P-O-W-R-D-R-A-G-N. You can get YouTube videos every day, but uh, you can also find me on Facebook Gaming and Twitch, just having some fun and talking about things, and follow me over on Twitter for some fun posts. But as always, wherever you are listening, whenever you're listening, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, whatever's appropriate for you. Please take care of yourself and your family while we're still dealing with this COVID stuff. And remember to be awesome and be awesome to each other. If you'd like to further support Color of Magic, you can find us on our website at colorofmtg.com. We also have a Patreon if you'd like to donate other patreon.com slash color of magic. You can also find us on Facebook under color of magic. And if you want to follow us along at Twitter, you can find us there at color of MTG. And as always, please share the podcast around to your friends, your network, people you think might enjoy it because every little bit helps as we're trying to increase our user base. 